Chaos Critters, a Crit Hippo podcast. We love to hear from you. Our email is nat20hippo at gmail.com. And if you have any fan art, send it our way. You can find us on all your uh, normal social media websites, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. We don't tend to tweet that much, uh, and my TikTok tends to be mostly animals. You can really find all of our links at crithippo.com. If you've been with us this long, we're so happy for you to share the story with us. It's been almost a year uh, producing this podcast. It's actually been two years since we lagged behind following COVID. Um, But we're almost at a year of episodes, and that's pretty fantastic. Things get complicated. Life gets complicated. That's really why I wanted to release these podcasts on Tuesdays. I hope you really enjoy them, and we can get to the show. Episode 69. Nice. Champions of the Feywild. With the hag dead, our critters shove everything in a bag and get ready to run, only to be told something's coming and that they need to stay. In the process, they start to play with their new toys and find out a little bit more information. Um, Barry's gonna, Barry's gonna look at, look at the orc on You wanna see a magic trick? And then morph to a full human? Okay. She said, cool. Uh, he gives her his signature two thumbs up. <laughs> uh, and, uh, she returns the gonna, thumbs up? Uh, and he's gonna climb in the chariot and see if there's like a steering. Like the horses have reins or something, right? There's a dead hag body there. It's most like Barry steps on it. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> there are fiery reins. Um, Barry. <laughs> Barry has proficiency with land vehicles because of his class. I don't know if this I mean, is a land of vehicle. And I'm cracking up because Barry's never driven a vehicle in his life. It might be a land vehicle when it's on the land, but it's also an air vehicle. Barry, Barry kind of grabs the reins and is like, go! Wait, Mike, these things you texted me, did I, like, get all of that just by inspecting them? Uh, no, not necessarily. Okay, so I don't know the stuff about the chair. So when you hold the reins, uh, what's your alignment, Barry? I'm probably chaotic neutral at this point. <clears throat> okay. I don't know that I've worked my way all the way to good. You can use an action while holding the reins to cause the nightmares, the chariot, and any other creature or objects inside of it to magically enter the ethereal plane from the material plane. So when you grab the reins and you go, go, you all of a sudden shift out of existence into the ethereal plane. And I think in Barry's mind, he'd probably go, fuck. Wait, don't, wait, don't worry. I can still see him. It's right there. You just see Barry screaming. It's not words. He's just like, like, howling angrily. So you can use an action to summon the nightmares. You can use an action to dismiss them. Um, they are friendly to whoever has the chariot. Um, fight only to protect themselves and can't be unhitched from the chariot. Uh, their hitches prevent them from being ridden. Basically, um, they regain all their lost hit points. When they are dismissed for 24 hours, when a nightmare drops to zero hit points, it can't be summoned again until 1d4 plus 1 days have passed. If the second nightmare drops to zero hit points while the first one can't be summoned in this way, the second nightmare uh, reappears at the same time as the first. Chariots drawn where the nightmares pull it. 
which you control by holding the reins. If you have a good alignment, there is a 20% chance each turn you move the chariot that uh, the nightmares ignore your command and stop in their tracks. While both nightmares are pulling the chariot, it shares their average movement speed and stays upright when flying. While only one nightmare is pulling the chariot, the nightmare's speed is halved and has a flying speed of zero. While both nightmares exist, you can use an action while holding the reins to cause the nightmares, the chariot, and any other creature inside of it to magically enter the ethereal plane from the material plane or vice versa. Barry is shaking the reins and yelling, go back! Go back! Uh, you yell, go back, and it goes back. And then you yell, go back again, and it goes back to the ethereal plane. I'm not wearing my smart headband anymore. Hang on, let me just roll something real quick. Barry, <laughs> Barry, get off the chip. Um, it happens again. Yes. There's a go back, and I come back, and I go back, and I leave again. Okay. And the next time I come back, like, the chariot reappears, and Barry launches himself off the chariot. Like, the instant it's back in the material plane. Gotcha. Okay. You launch yourself off. Cool. There's still the corpse of a dead hag in there, which Champion was rooting through before it disappeared and reappeared and disappeared and reappeared. Yeah, Champion, if you were in the chariot looting through stuff, you just came with me. Like, back and forth. Okay. Oh, I was there. If you were, I don't know what you were looting through at the time, but if anything else in the chariot comes with me. I, I think it, he said I he had looted through it. He had said he had looted through it before you got on there. So. Okay, good. Basically, there was a naked hag on there. Barry could not care less. Is Barry in the ethereal or material right now? Uh, material. Okay, Barry, right, just... Hold on. I'm gathering that you just control the chariot. Control is a strong word. You'll get the hang of it. It's like, when uh-huh. you, it's like when you first learned to teleport. You get better at it. Okay, so I say we take the chariot. I look at the size of the chariot. And I look at Brock, who's gigantic. I go, okay, not great. Kira, could you carry Raksha? She's large, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I'm too big. Yeah, Raksha? I think. Because I'm medium, it can't be. Carpet. Uh, How big is your portable hole? Is the chariot big enough to put the portable hole in, in a way the carpet is not? No. Okay. Portable hole's like six foot radius, or six foot diameter. Okay. So the, it's um, long enough one way. The seam continues to grow and crackle. Okay. Uh, as much as I like to sit around here and cut whatever's about to come out of that, we either get the hell out of here or bear down. No, kids, can I get put in the bag? What? Don't we have a bag that we can, like, transport? I think you're too big. Yeah, I think you're too big. Actually, you can you can run. Like, you got a lot. Uh, honey, you basically got thumbs. Honey in the chariot. Uh, Raksha on the carpet. I'm running. Honey, honey the kids and, and champion in the chariot. We're all going to run. Let's go. Barry, you here in your head. What are you doing? Does it sound like Goodfellow? Yeah. Wait. Are you are you the um are you the the concussion sound over there? I was gonna say TV static, but Barry doesn't know what a TV sounds like, but he definitely has had a concussion. No, but that I think that's all what this has all been leading up to. Yeah. Or I don't know. Uh, well, does everybody have... talk to things in their head around here? No, shush. This is this is the guy that owns my soul. No, Flix I, is I mean... not in my head. He's standing right here. I mean, I assume that if they killed. All the children, it would have happened instantly. But not having killed all the children, 
it's going to take some time to open, but it will open. Well, can we, like, take a nap and come back? Or at least move the kids? It probably won't be open until the morning. Okay, so we move the kids and come back. Can't be hearing this, too, because he also sold himself to sold to Goodfellow. Yeah, he also sold himself to Goodfellow. He sold himself. Rocks, man. Yeah, Champion's hearing it. Wait, can I just, like, dispel it? No. This what? is... This has the souls of 12 children. I just spell it 12 times. What? I don't I... think you understand the power. Probably not. Didn't you just pick up a bunch of things? I mean, I got this cool cloak. Probably other things that you I... didn't look at. You just kind of threw in a bag and decided to run. No, we didn't really get info on what else came out of the hut. Right. He's, tell... He's telling you. Right. Maybe you should. Oh. Uh, I'll go through all the stuff that fell out of the hut or went into the bag. Okay. Can can we can we at least get a little bit away? Like, do we have to do this like sandwiched between concussion zone and the shadow fell? I mean, whatever's coming out of there is gonna be bad, like world-ending bad. Emilio, do you think you could fly this chariot? Maybe. Barry genuinely, and by Barry I mean Catherine, genuinely forgot that he's no longer the only person with thumbs in the party. Um, <laughs> like Emilio, so Emilio's like I think some sort of a ladrin. So he might look like a kid, but he's not. He's like 72, I think you said. Well, he's still, kid is a full-on kid. No, he's still a kid. He's just a 72-year-old. Right, but he's got more experience than a work kid. Just it's, yeah. It's asking a 12-year-old to drive a tractor instead of a 5-year-old. Yeah. Uh, I would be willing to... Like having a horse being a senior dog. The carpet <laughs> to the children. You'd be willing to what? I'm sorry, I was laughing. Loan the carpet to the children to get away. That's good. Um, okay, I, I say we send we tell them where the Bear King's castle is. The Bear King has already promised me to look out for Emilio under pain of fiery, fiery death. Champion, don't you have a, a gate thing? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, but it would send them away from the Feywild. I could send them to Melkir. Didn't you, can't you go to the Bear King's castle? Yeah, didn't you key one of the sides to the Bear King's castle? Yeah, but I'm, I'm on the same plane as the Bear King's castle. It wouldn't work. So all of it take you to jump. I only have one charge left because I used it in the fight. What if you took them into the ethereal plane with the chariot, opened the key to the Bear King's castle from there, and then came back with the chariot? Oh, I could send them, and Emilio's grandkids could look after them on the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> no, Flotsam and Jetsam are bad. No, they could do it. Yeah. Is it weird for Emilio to have grandkids at the young age of 72? Roger, uh, how old are you? Champion. I actually don't know. Champion. Uh, is it less than 72? Champion, you're a traveler, right? Am I what? You're a traveler, aren't you? Yeah. Did you try smelling the, the crack? Have it. Yeah, stick your nose in the crack, Champion. Tell me what it smells like. Our DM can't even <laughs> say that without cracking up.
It smells like the astral plane? Yeah. It's, yeah, like the astral sea. You, I don't, you guys haven't been there, right? Um, do y'all want to see, do y'all want to see if we can see what's on the other side of this or not? I want to take care of the kids. Okay. It's kind of been like goal one for a while I, now. I said, to, I said that they should just leave. They can drive a chariot. I could drive a chariot. They could drive a chariot. What if we just tell them where the Bear King's castle is and honey just so graciously offered or the carpet tell the that we have to yet. take them to the Bear King's castle. We don't have to know where it is, right? Oh, I can just instruct the carpet to get them there. Okay. We've role-played that the carpet has somewhat sentience. Yeah. I mean, I right turn, now, it sounds like once. the safest option. They can fly okay. high, right? Yeah. Okay. Look, I, I walk up towards Amelia. Okay. Amelia, you're going to get on this carpet. It used to belong to me. I gave it to your Aunt Honey. <laughs> it is going to take you to the Bear King's castle. I don't know if you know the Bear King. He's not a bad guy. But when you get there, I want you to tell them... <clears throat> Stop the hags. We're dealing with the ramifications. Uh, ramifications is a big word. We're dealing with the fallout. Hmm? There's something else. There's something else, and you are staying with the Bear King under my protection until I come back. Can you tell him that? Yeah. Okay, also, I mean, I, I whisper to Emilio. I try to make sure no one else can hear me. If you come get into trouble, feel free to leave the orchid. You're the important one. I don't think I can do that. Fine, just, it's an option. She was um, right, look, she, she wait, was, wait, wait. she was Before with me, she was with me through all of this. Like, I was scared, and she stayed. I don't know that she could have left, but she, she was there with me. Emilio, she's your friend, and I'll look after her as well. Champion, just get to the Bear King and say you're both under my protection. Champion, I hoped you were okay this whole time. I, I felt it. bad because, and this is going to sound mean, but at the beginning, when I started getting stronger, I didn't remember anything. But then I started to remember you, and I had to save you. I was so scared, but I stayed brave. You did a good job. I didn't know if you were still alive, but I took all the energy I had and channeled it into hoping that you were, and that if you were, you could sense me. It takes more than a coven of hags to kill me, buddy. And I, I hoped if you could sense me, you would find your way back. Uh, out of character, did Emilio awaken us all? I don't know. You'll have to find out if you actually follow into the story and explore anything instead of shoving bags. Anyways, I wasn't sure the bond was real, but I just kept sending my hope that way. It's very real, but as you can see from the... Sorry, which concussion zone? Yeah, concussion yeah. zone over there. I have to stay to make sure you're safe again. But I can't do that if you're here. So you and what anybody remember the orc girl's name? No. I was checking what? my notes and I can't seem to find it. Barry Barry sort of does like that that crouchy do with little kids, like what's your name again? I'm so dumb that I have forgotten. I'm Barry. Like the food, but probably spelled wrong. Definitely spelled wrong. Give me a second. I think we're making the DM come up with a name on the fly. What? Should he be coming up with the name of a character from episode 3 on the fly? Her name's Gina Davis. Her name can't be Gina, that's my mother's name. With two E's? Nope. Did not know that was a way to spell Gina. Gina Davis? Hi, I'm a pop culture person. My name is Maz. Maz? Maz? Like Maz Maz Boarding House? I don't know. Can you spell uh, it? M-O-Z. Oh, like Maze, but also probably spelled wrong. (laughs) I don't don't know. Man, I think we'd be really good friends. 
uh, Emilio kind of shakes champion and says, Stop interrupting me. I don't think you understand. What? What are you trying to say? We're connected through the chaos. You found me following things you didn't even realize you were following. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? How does that help what we're doing now? Like, does that help me get you safe right now? Oh, I'll be safe. I'll take the carpet. Calm down. Let me pat you on the head. But, by the way, the not the most recent hag we killed, the one before that, said you cast a spell on me through a scroll? Yeah. What was that scroll? Uh, I think the word said, you generate. Sorry. So we were we were all in that hut before, right? All of us were in cages? Yeah. Did you notice anything right before we disappeared? It was, you You guys were, kept just kept bouncing around the hut, and it, it got pretty crazy in there. I got knocked down a few times. I didn't see exactly what happened, but... I was casting the spell. It worked. You got a little jumpy, fell off the table, and then I got knocked over. And that's all I can remember until I looked around and all the animals were gone. So do you have any... Like, after we left, was the hag there still? Yeah. Did she say anything that could explain why I can now set things on fire with my mind? She didn't say anything, but she kept writing in a journal. I, I immediately go through all the books that fell out of the hut for a journal. Yeah, there's a journal. I mage hand it. Do I have mage hand? <laughs> I think I have mage hand. Very I have, well I have mage hand. I have mage open. hand it open. Uh, you mage hand it open. And uh, you see the first journal entry says, One day, a boy near the hags are basically... Okay, so she's describing a, one day near a boy near the hags hut has his dog injured by going too close to the shadow fell in a game of fetch. Uh, the animal's leg is missing. The hag gives the boy a scroll of regenerate to see if he is powerful enough to cast it, and if the bond is strong enough to prove his purity of heart. It was, and so he was to be the last and strongest sacrifice to hold the bond of two planes and seal the Feywild away, freeing many creatures of darkness and limbo. Not limbo, uh, the astral plane. The last entry says, Hags in the coven are dying every few days. Something is wrong. Messages say it is the animals, but that can't be right. I know they were weak hags, but not that weak. We must continue the work of sacrifice. It is long and grueling. Is there any entry in there that gives her honest opinion about what happened to the animals? Uh, so if you read through the entries, the second entry... Um, the boy was brought into the hut where we were keeping animals to practice the sacrifice rituals on. Uh, animals from all over the Feywild and one from the material plane were held in cages as the dog lay on my altar. The boy began to cast the spell, and as it was going off, the dog rolled off the table. It knocked the book from the altar. Touching the book caused it to go into a fit of miniature teleportations around the room, knocking into cage after cage. It appears first in the cage with the bat, who also began to scream a uh, psychically strong sound, piercing my own ears. <laughs> the dog's sudden entrance freed the cage, and from its hanging as it smashed 
through the top of the bear's holding. Spook, the bear ran in chaos straight at the displacer beast cage and crumbling crumbling into the ground around the beast. Uh, this caused the displacer beast to shift to the side through the bars of the dire wolf's cage. The wolf ran through the bars of the wooden enclosure. Once the larger animals were free, chaos broke loose and there was not a cage left standing in the room. As I went to exit for my own safety, the dog and bat touching the book somehow seemed to open a gate to what I suspect was the material plane. Nothing is known after this. Guys, I think I kind of saved us by being a spaz. Yeah, you really, you really f***ed up in the best possible way. It's kind of my tagline, I guess. <laughs> uh, the next entry says, The cult to the idiot spectator from Limbo, pretending to be a beholder, would be good to distract the champions of the Feywild for long enough. While everyone searched for the book, losing it was an accident, but it would turn out for the best. Even the Queen of Night and Magic was sending her minions to retrieve it. We need time to finish this casting. The autumnal equinox will arrive soon, and we can begin the sacrifices. Each hag will be responsible for the collection of their share. Eileen has agreed that this boy will be the last and held until then. Okay, so the duck book is what gave us bounce. Uh, the fourth entry, the sacrifices are going well. However, those beasts seem to have returned to the Feywild. They should be no issue. We have planned a display of our power in coven magic to poison one of the Archfey. They will be no issue after this. And then the fifth entry is the last entry that you already read. Right. It's too bad that we're too dumb for a display of power to mean anything to us. <laughs> like, it's like, I has a display of power, and we're like, eh. And we killed two of them off of that. Oh, at uh, at the end no of the, at the end of the fifth entry, um, it also says that the effect of all the sacrifices up till now and the attempt to bind the flames together has shown. Um, if you look into the sky, you see kind of what looks like the northern lights. But what champion you understand is probably the rainbow bridge from the astral plane and the weakening of the distance between the planes. So. This is an attempt to merge the Feywild into the Astral Plane, or at least get rid of the boundary, letting all the craziness that is the Astral Sea seep into the Feywild. Make uh, an intelligence. Not great. I will Tides of Chaos this world. Okay. I haven't used that yet. Yeah, another 19 on the die. Okay. And I'm just double checking that I had zero. 19. Okay. You will understand that she's not talking about holding it into the Feywild. She's talking about holding it, like, over the Feywild. Like, collapsing the Feywild to create a vacuum that would pull together with the Golden Strands, uh, the Astral Plane, to the Shadowfell. So it would destroy the Feywild entirely. Yep. Uh, I share this with the entirety of the group. I also, she said that one creature was not from the Feywild. Yeah. Can I gather, was that Raksha? Is, is Kira from the Feywild? Uh, that's what you would assume. Huh. And Tani? Yep. Huh. I, I share everything with the, the group just to emphasize how serious this is. Um, I don't know if your loyalties lie to the Feywild anymore, but there are good people here. This can't happen. I mean, I've made a lot of friends here. I wouldn't want to see anyone hurt. <laughs> yeah, you learned to surf here. And awesome parties. Yeah, remember when I accidentally, well, I got that guy killed at a party? 
The astral plane is endless. The Feywild is not. Yeah, but I mean, you you show up like in the like you know how in the in the ethereal plane you end up next to where you are. The ethereal plane is a mirror plane. The astral plane is not. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what yours does. Mine will just put me somewhere on the astral plane. I have a connection with the Rainbow Bridge, so I mean, I might put me there. But when I come back, I'll just be right in these old footprints I'm standing in now. Yeah, I don't know what mine does. I've never tried it. I think I'm gonna look like dead or like reveal asleep on this plane, but I won't be. So don't like bury me. But you're buried. No. <laughs> I know that one's spelled wrong. I have no idea. Very smart. Right. I'll, I'll go with. Even if we get split up, we can both get back. We'll cover more ground. Yeah. You want to... Oh, gosh. Wait, what, what are you doing? Are you doing astral projection? No, you see this dope robe I'm wearing? Oh, cool. Let's me do it. Yeah, I was going to say that apparently it takes an hour to do if you're not... Yeah, that's... <laughs> honestly, like, I'm a little jealous because, like, I had to, like, wear this robe and have all this cool shit be a planeswalker, and you just can do it. So, but I yeah. still get that, like, I can just do magic and other people have to work for it, so it's kind of a nice, empathetic moment. Yeah, I mean, I guess? It's a compliment. I'm impressed by you. Barry's more like, he's never done this before, he's just gonna try it, so he's like, yeah, I can do this, can I do this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever I see Barry, like, slump over like he told us he was going to do, I will use uh, the Robe of Stars to jump to the astral plane. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to bust eight of my 11 remaining key points, and I'm going to hit that empty body. Damn. It's, yeah, it's because it's, it's a ninth level spell. Oh, I just right. I just do astral projection and, and poop out. Okay. And I, I will follow. Okay. You two land in different places. Uh, Champion, you land where you always land on the Rainbow Bridge and suddenly Flotsam and Jetsam kind of tackle you and put a hand over your mouth and say, you need to get out of here. What? What? I know it's bad, but like, what's coming? They like motion upwards and also tighten their grip on your mouth because they kind of said, shh. And uh, you see a dark shadow that is gargantuan, followed by another gargantuan dark shadow. Champion wouldn't know this, but would you say it's dreadnought-sized? Could be. Could be. Uh, I will look uh, into Fatima and Jensen's eyes and see how serious they are, and I trust them implicitly, and I immediately uh, use an action and blink back to where I was standing before. Okay. They're terrified for you, and you blink back, and... They kind of go about what they were doing. Um, I assume was hiding. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And um, Barry, you appear in the hull of a ship, and you can hear the creaking of the wood. And all of a sudden, a creature with a greenish-yellow skin starts to yell at you as it draws its sword. Is it yelling in any language, or just yelling? Uh, let me double check that. Because the other cool monk power that I have that I never use is I can understand any spoken language. And anything that speaks a language can understand me. <laughs> and I never freaking use it because I don't talk to anyone. Double check. Bring it up quick. Ooh. Is it going to be GIF? Um, it does speak in a language, and since you can recognize it, you recognize it, but you don't know what language it is. 
and uh, it seemed to be sounding some sort of alarm while pulling its sword and uh, saying that it love I uh, it's approaching you and it's saying I love cutting souls from their bodies and it raises okay. its it raises its sword which is very silver. Um, I can I can do all my monk stuff on this plane too, can't I? You should be able to. I don't know. Can you do all monk stuff while astral projecting? Replicate your game statistics and possessions. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, it's going to try and chop you. Um, roll, I'm gonna... Roll initiative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we sure are. Love this for me. One V one hit. I mean, TBQH, I'm probably better at 1v1 than I am at most things we do. Uh, that wasn't a great initiative, though. What was your initiative? Eleven. Eleven is high enough. Yay! It has, uh, ten. So you would go first. Cool. Bonus action, turn invisible, and just, like, I want to go, just, I don't know how much space there is, but I can sort of back away or circle around it. I want, I'm trying to figure out if it can still track me when I'm invisible. Mm-hmm. Apparently my little silver umbilical cord only goes like a foot behind me, and I don't know if that went invisible too. Mm. I mean, it seem, it can hear you moving, but it doesn't know exactly where you are. This is a creaky old ship. Okay. And my what what is the what is the space like in here? Am I in a is it like a big ship? It's a big ship. And it, it's just does it seem like a normal ship, or is it weird and silvery? It's not silvery. Okay, I don't know. If, things look different in the astral plane or not. I mean, mo- the astral plane looks silvery and like, you know, endless yeah. gray clouds, but things don't. Okay. Uh, still sort of moving so that he, he can't get quite a lock on me. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dreaming Eileen sent me. I don't know who that is, and I don't care. And you, You're not working with her? Big, freaky hag? Or at the flaming chariot? Kills kids. I don't know what you think I owe you anything, but I'm going to kill you. Fair enough. And if I don't, everybody else who's coming is going to kill you, and I will cut your soul from your body. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna... Ooh, am I gonna? Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to count. It's not the best. Um... <sighs> would you say the bottom of this is... Would you say this hold of a ship I'm in is... Can hold a fifteen foot radius sphere of something. Yeah. I'm gonna use my action to cast darkness and just fill this up. Okay. With darkness. If there is like if there is any wiggle room, I'm trying to cover up the base of the stairs. I'm assuming there are some kind of stairs or a trapdoor or something to get to the top floor. Cat, mm-hmm. I am very concerned that Mike knows to spell astral projections so well, and I'm scared for you. Yeah. Here's the thing. Barry doesn't. Yeah. I, I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, no, this is terrifying. But it's, it's, it's okay. Barry has a secret sister, Twig, that no one knows about, who, who may make an appearance if something happens to Barry. You know, Twig, you know what? Call me Barry. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that is that was my action, and my bonus action is actually turning invisible. And then I'm going to sort of try to just back away from this thing into, like, a darker corner of the ship mm-hmm. with the rest of my movement. And see what it does. See what else comes down those stairs. Okay. It's, I'm reasonably confident that I can end this 
at any point, as long as it's my turn. It seems to follow the creaking noise, even though it doesn't, it can't see you, and it doesn't know where you are exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to swing. What form are you in? I'm human. Okay. I look completely human, actually. Gotcha. I don't even have tentacles right now. I gotcha. So it's going to swing at you. And that's a 14. Nah. Okay, and it's going to swing again. Oh, you have the wiggles, too. I do have the wiggles. And that's uh 12, so it's going to miss you. But it's going to yell, Get down here! It's filled the hall with darkness. And you hear feet shuffling towards you. I can see in the darkness. Yeah, but there you haven't. they haven't come down yet. You hear feet from all over the ship heading your way. I am going to, um... Oh, boy. Um, does this, th- does this thing have a little... A little cord on it? No. Cool, this guy just lives here. Okay, well, he tried to murder me first. Um, I'm gonna pull out Minute, and I'm going to, um, gonna run up and try and stab him twice. Do I have advantage because he can't see? Uh, yeah. The lower one's a 14. Uh, 14 misses. The other one's a 22. 22 hits. Alright, good stab. Uh, 10 points magical slashing. No, piercing. Okay. I'm trying to get an idea of how tough he is, so if it looks like, like, on a scale, <laughs> on a scale from the guys whose boots I stole to, uh, to Dreaming Eileen, where is this guy falling? Do I think I could take him and maybe, like, three or four of his friends? No. He seems pretty sturdy. Yeah. He doesn't sound scared of you at all. Yeah. And he... Is there only one way in and out of here? The, yeah. The exit through the, the stairway. And he, like, when you stab him, he kind of spits up a little bit of blood and spits it in your direction to try and mark you, if he can. Uh, I, I bonus action teleport to the, basically the furthest patch of darkness I can get from the stairs. Mm-hmm. How far is that from the stairs, by the way? Maybe like 20 feet. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to teleport there and not move when I land. I'm just going to hold as still as possible and try to, I don't know if I can slow fall myself to not make noise when I land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll let that happen. All right. Most tactics Barry has ever used in his entire life. I'm afraid you're going to need it. Okay, so uh, all of a sudden you hear the sound of many feet coming down those stairs, and you hear the one creature that was fighting you turn to them and say, it's in here somewhere. How many of them are there? Ten. So it's in here. And uh, he tells them, uh, spread out. We'll work our way towards wherever it went. Swing as you go. We'll get it somehow. Uh, Alright, we're going to see if this works. Uh, do I have another turn now? Uh, no, that was his turn telling them what to do. He lines up and kind of... Um, he spends his turn kind of lining them up across the darkness, even though he can't see, but he's positioning them all together. So on their turn, they'll move. Okay. Anybody still on the stairwell? Uh, nope. And they're going to start to move while swinging. Well, they're not. They're going to move, and if they run into anything, they're going to swing. So, how far did I say it was from the stairwell? You said that I had 20 feet. I don't know how much movement they used getting down here, but... Yeah, they probably used about um, 15 feet to get down here. So they're going to move 15 feet forward, and they're about 5 feet from you now, and they stop. <sighs> okay. It's your turn. <laughs> All right. This, this, here we go. At level 19, I'm pulling out all these things I have never freaking done. Back in, like, 
level three. Um, okay, so Barry Barry's gonna time this. He's going to teleport to the stairs. Wait, hold on a second. I gotta. How far did your darkness go? Twenty feet. Um, it's a thirty foot diameter. It's a fifty foot radius sphere. Right, and you cast it in the center, so it went. So they're at the edge of it, and they can. So they can see floating blood spit. Oh, he got me with the blood. I didn't. I didn't like wiggle out of it or something. He just like can I get a dex save for that? He sprayed it forward. Like it wasn't like a. It was a. You're fighting highly intelligent creature. Okay. And you are in their home. That's okay. I don't think there's a way to dexterily step droplets of blood. No, you're fine. Um. So what I'm gonna do. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. No, no. I'm, listen, this is the, this is the most Barry's ever thought about anything in his whole life. As simultaneously as he can, he is going to bonus action teleport to the stairwell. Mm-hmm. Minor illusion, the blood right where it was where he was. Okay. I have this cantrip that I've never used in my goddamn life. Um. And then, as as sneakily as possible, he's going to try and go up the stairs with his 70 feet of movement. Isn't there a spell save DC for a minor illusion? Only if they try to interact with it. If they use their action to examine the sounder image. Okay. And you're going to go up the stairs? Yeah, I'm trying to sneak up the stairs. You can do a stealth check with advantage because you're invisible. Okay. The DC is high. So is my stealth. Twenty-one. I think you might have gotten up the stairs. Okay. Um, if I think I'm like, if I if I can get my my sneak away from it, which I have no idea how far seventy feet gets me inside a ship, but I'm like, I'm investigating and leaving. I'm looking at what's here and and figuring out what's on this boat. I'd love to get out of the top of the boat and then I'm booking it. And I'm hoping that most people are down in the hole now. So you step out of the stairway onto the boat. And you see at the helm a tall creature with very long hair, very long white hair. It looks similar to these other creatures, except it's buff. Okay. Um, what, where are we? Like, if I look off the boat, do I see anything? Do I see Champion? Do I see the other side of the, the weird concussion zone? Like, are there any, any things? I don't know, Barry's never been to the Astral Zone. Astral Zone, good lord. <laughs> you see over the side of the boat there, de- far down is the uh, Rainbow Bridge that you assume Champion's always talking about. But that's all you can really see before something starts yelling at you. <laughs> yelling out. It's whatever, whatever you were chasing down here seems to have gotten up. So wait, the people downstairs are like sounding the alarm? That No, whatever stand, that buff dude up here is sounding the alarm. Because of things downstairs. Oh, I can see you. Because I'm, yeah, you can either see me or I'm still low key covered in blood. Um, oh. do I get a perception check to look for like anything or investigation or something? I don't know. Well, you just did. You looked over the side. That, that of the was ship. my perception. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, let you look everywhere all at once. That's not. Yeah, you're valid. Uh, are we? But that's it for my turn, right? Yeah. This guy's setting it off, and then. Okay. Yep. And then you see, uh, you hear the people downstairs. They're kind of clamoring. They're, like, running into each other a little bit, but they're headed up. The guy near that was near the stairs 
and set everyone up is actually comes out up top and all of a sudden you see uh, a large hand of shimmering translucent force um, appear next to you um, and then the creature as a bonus action um, tries to sorry first time I've used the spell as a bonus action it tries to uh, grapple you um, <laughs> it has advantage on the check so it's going to be a straight roll I think yeah. Okay, so it's going to try and grapple you. And I can test with either acrobatics or yep. athletics? Yep. What'd you roll? I don't know, I can't see my dice. It got real dark in here. <laughs> uh, 16. It rolled a 25. Okay, so the hand, the translucent hand is now holding you. Which, um, I'm visible for sure at that point. Mm. Well, you didn't take damage. That's true. I guess if I didn't take damage, I'm not visible. Yeah, you didn't take damage yet. Okay. But, Translucent like, hand smearing some blood across a translucent berry. I have, <laughs> forgotten if the, I have forgotten if this chair has a back. That's how far on the edge I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm freaking, freaking out. So, the hand has grabbed you, and the, uh, what seems like maybe a commander of some type, yells to all of his, uh, people, kill this, and set... Sever it from its body so we never see it again. Because he heard the, uh, even though he can't see your silver string, he heard it yelling, yep. the, the other one yelling about it earlier. So it is your turn now? Yeah. I can teleport away from a grapple, right? Or no? Yeah. I look at I look at this guy and I, I say, is there is there gravity on this plane? Like, can I fall off this boat? <laughs> I'll tell you after I kill you. Just do some science. Um, alright. Barry is gonna bonus action teleport. Is this guy near the edge of the boat at all? Or no. has he sort of come to the middle to grab me? No, he's still at the helm. He he cast Bigby's hand. Cool. Um yeah, but Barry's gonna bonus action teleport. Um Yeah, you know, we're just gonna bonus action teleport uh up to the... Is this a normal boat? There's like the high part in the front and the high part in the back? There's a high pro, high part in the back, not in the front. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how, if I can get any information or if I'm just going to get permanently dead doing this. Um, Barry's going to Barry's gonna um, teleport to to like the, the, the prow of the boat or the, the... If there's a figurehead or anything. If he can get there. There's not really a figurehead, but... Uh, just front end. Yeah. What's your teleport distance? Uh, 60 feet. Oh, okay. You can get there. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm probably going to teleport somewhere else. I just remembered I make orbs of darkness when I teleport. I'm going to teleport somewhere else and then run up to the tip of the boat. Okay. And there's a, there's a squeak, squeak, squeak as you run. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I'm going to use my action to turn back into my displacer beast form. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go as far out on the prow of this thing as I can get, and just try to scope literally anything. See if it's labeled. Like, does is it labeled on the front like Feywild murder boat or anything? See if there's more than one boat. Like, are we? Is this an Avengers thing where I'm gonna like stick my head through the rift and it's like that on the other side? You see ahead of you something a silhouette backlit by the a staticky light. It's a gargantuan silhouette. Is it humanoid? Is it 
Lumpy? Does it look like the that one ghost from Ghostbusters? It's a gargantuan silhouette, and this is your first time on the astral plane, so you have no idea. Also, you have an intelligence of six. I can. I mean, does it have arms and legs? Like that's. I'm looking for baseline. What's the shape? Like it's. (laughs) It's not close. It's far out. And it's oh, backlit, so you really only see, like, an amorphous blob. Okay, amorphous blob is what we get. Um, Barry's gonna, uh, Barry's gonna just jump right off the end of the boat. Okay. Bless you. And you just kind of float there? Well, unfortunate. I was really hoping I'd go down. And then you start to go down? Hey! <laughs> I love, I love the way you're doing this, Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, so- but- I don't know how much else I can do this round, TM. Not a lot. You're yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm done. I was, I was anticipating jumping and sinking, so the, the floating. I'm just kind of like, well, maybe they don't have ranged weapons. <laughs> um, you hear the commander go, okay, and um, he yells to his men, man the ballista. Ah, no. And there's a ballista. <laughs> To That's pr- okay, because a ballista probably isn't, I mean, I'm not Frank, to prove that I had this planned? I know! So no, you texted us! Proof. You texted us about ballistas. I'm terrified. If you pull out a 3D printed trebuchet, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, so, uh, he, he says, man the ballistas, and they all man the ballistas. Well, only a few of them have to man the ballistas, and then the rest of them stand at the front of the ship preparing to attack. And then the captain of the ship turns the ship downward towards you. Because this is three-dimensional battle, baby. Are you laughing or crying? Sorry? Is that laughing or crying that I hear? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an emotion. Cat, you know you have a fucking escape ship, like, whenever you want it, right? Yeah. I was gonna do it next turn. Okay, thank God. Ballistas are modulars. What's your help at? 100%. I'm in the astral plane. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, Barry. Two ballistas are firing at you. Mm-hmm. The first one fires for... Does the wiggles count if you're invisible? Uh, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, you, you can't have double disadvantage, right? So no. either they're a disadvantage because I'm invisible, or they're a disadvantage because I'm wiggling. I'm, I'm, th- I'm saying because there's spit on you. There's bloody spit on you. You're in a giant gray area, so you kind of stand out, and you're invisible, but the spit is what they're aiming for. I guess the spit's kind of vibrating, the same way the rest of me would be vibrating. Okay, I'm going to roll high or low on this one. You call, high or low? Low. Okay. That is a nine, so the spit is vibrating. Yes! Nice! The spit is vibrating! Spit is vibrating! Vibrating, vibrating. Does a 17 hit? Nope! Okay, and then the other ballista's going to fire at you. Um, does a tw- 22 hits, I'm going to guess. Um, I can't do math. Shield. We'll put my AC at plus 5, which will put my AC at 23. Yes! Okay, and then you see those... <laughs> you see those uh, creatures step back from the ballista. And more creatures step up to the ballista, load it, aim it, and fire it. Oh. That's still a going. Still going. That's a miss, but that's a natural twenty. <laughs> oh. 
So the fourth shot, three shots pass you by, and it's it's nerve-wracking. And then the fourth shot hits. I'm looking over my shoulder at the one that missed, like, that was really close. And then I get beamed. <laughs> it's got a big cartoonish boxing glove tied to the end of it. 32 damage. Not the worst. Uh, and there is a giant um, ballista bolt kind of sticking out of you. Sticking oh, yeah. I mean, once I take damage, I'm 100% visible, so... Kind of like sticking through you. I don't like it. And the ship, the ship is moving towards you, and it's gonna ram you. Wow, <laughs> that was unexpected. Yeah, so I'm gonna need you to uh, make a deck save with disadvantage, and it's gonna be a high save because the ship is much larger than you. Okay, well. And Mike, you're under the opinion I can't bend luck from a different planet a thousand miles away. Yeah. <laughs> When you don't know I'm in trouble? Yeah. It's just that I'm not omnipotent yet. Okay, got it. Has Kat seen the commander yet? Yeah. Was he wearing a hat? No. Oh. Honey was definitely going to pirate that ship if he was. Amazing. Um. I mean, there might be a hat in the hold. Is that a... Honey, the, the pirate bear? Oh, pirate circus bear. That, that sounds like a pretty good life, huh? Hey, Mike. Yeah? Do you let me use my key point thing even if it's a critical failure? What do you mean? Um, like, I can re-roll a save, but I don't know if the critical failure will persist. I rolled a one. Uh, so it was at disadvantage, so you get to choose which one to re-roll. Baller. Roll the other one. Of course not. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like, what are you <laughs> <laughs> Like, that silence was me being like, this Frank knows something I don't. Frank, the dumbest person on the planet. Oh! I got the other 19 points on the die! That's 20... No, no, 19. It, was the, it wasn't all of them. It was the only 19 of them. But that comes out to a 28. Okay. So you kind of get a glancing blow from the ship as you bounce along its side. As ow, you, ow, you ow, Basically, ow. you don't get hit dead on, but it hits you. And it's not going to feel nice. Ow, ow, ow. Commander A. Don't worry. That sounded like deep force. 30 damage. I don't think okay, those were D4s, okay. my dude. I think those were D20s. <laughs> those were D12s. <laughs> it, I mean... You got it hit... It was a boat. I did get hit by a whole boat. You got hit by a ship, not a boat. Yeah, right, Mike? No, I'm, I'm under a boat, I think, at this she's, point. She's rolling along the side of a ship in oh, the astral Lord. sea. And... Well, so it dips down below you, and then you see the ballistas aim up towards you, and now it's Stop. your turn. Wait, actually, yeah, now it's your turn. I'm out. You're out. Yeah, I'm gonna end that on my turn. Oh, so you're you're leaving the astral plane? Okay. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm well, you know what? I can, can I look around at the free action before I go? See if I see anything out of the boat's moved. I don't think that you are in a state of mind after being hit by a boat to look around and go. I wonder what I see. I think you're fighting a concussion right now. I know you what have, those sound like. You have a boat of no confidence. <laughs> Okay, you appear back in the material plane in your body, and the wounds that you took on the astral plane also appear on your body. Yeah. Very wonderful. Yeah. That's not okay. Is that? Are is, are you doing something weird? What do you mean? Because that's not how astral projection works, and I want to make sure it's like a DM thing. No. How's it work then? Your astral form is a separate incarnation. Any damage or other effects that apply to it have no effect on your physical body, nor do they persist when you return to it. 
Um, there's a an opening right in front of your body that goes to the astral plane, so it's affecting things. Okay, just making sure. So you're bleeding pretty badly. Yeah. Yeah. They had ballistas. This I is why a, I wanted to move. I assume Barry had been gone much longer than I had. So I had um, shared with the group that uh, Flotsam and Jetsam looked scared and bad was coming. Mm-hmm. So this is just this is just reinforcing all the hierarchical Kira rock shit on me. Yes. And, you know, you recognize when she was talking about the big shadowy thing, you, you saw that too. I saw the boats, okay. Well, you saw the big shadowy creature, and you saw uh, what you assume now to be a boat. Or maybe they were both boats. Okay. Uh, I will go over and, I don't know how a dog does this, like a, I don't know, like this therapy dog is like, help Barry, like, stand up if he's trying to. Mm-hmm. Uh, honey, can you help him? Barry <laughs> looks... Yeah, honey, you will indeed help. Stop. Sorry, there's a dog in my lap making things very difficult, and it's not a blink dog. Mm. I'm oh. going to use Balm and Sun of Fort. Okay. If Roscoe learns me, you're smart, bro. <laughs> also, Barry, uh, Frank informed me that your uh, speed on the astral plane is three times your intelligence. Is it really? So the story, the moral of that story is Barry actually died on the boat. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> It's um in the Forgotten Realms wiki about other plane. I've been since Champion has delved into being a planeswalker, I've read a lot about the other planes. Just so I can counteract what Mike tries to take me over. Tries to yeah. dick you over. I like reading that stuff. I'm a sci-fi. An addition after the fact because they're like it, the astral projection spell doesn't say anything about it, and I'm just wondering if that was something they put in after they made the astral projection spell. It's, well, it's interesting. They don't put I also, everything. I remember it from, um, I listened to a D&D podcast called Not Another D&D Podcast, and they spent a bunch of time with the astral plane, and that DM, who I think is, is very, very capable, enforces that role. So mm-hmm. I, had, I, had, I had looked it up. Also very punishing. Murph? Yeah. Murph is punishing, but he also lets you have Ritz bits in your bag when you want them. Yeah, but Murph specifically says, if you do something stupid, I'll kill you. Murph's a big fan of the fact that there have to be consequences to your actions. Yes. Um, speaking of consequences to my actions, that really extended fight scene means I have to pee real bad, so I'll be right back. I'm not going to remember the healing. Heal. I just we're, it. We're about, so we're about to away. long rest, so give her everything. Hit her with the bear. Oh, well, I... I think we're about to long rest. I hope we're about to long rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Kira, while, while we're uh, watching Honey um, take care of Barry, uh, the hag had a cloak that was um, pretty much only for sorcerers. Uh, I will text you the info. Okay. Um, where did you send it? It's in the group text? It is. So you have it. It's the first Instagram link Mike texted at 8 o'clock. Okay. If I click on the whole link, is all the information there then? Yeah, you have to click more on the Instagram thing. More, you know, okay. On a long rest, you can change whatever meta magic you use. So you can swap out careful spell for distant, for quicken, for empowered. And it also gives you three more meta.
of magic options. Oh. Uh, and you don't have a use for it? Well, I could totally use it, but I would feel bad not letting you have your say. I'll take a look at it and see if I think I would remember to use it enough. <laughs> it would almost if, force if you, you to I use... I would say if you want it, it's, um, it's an attunement by a sorcerer. If you want it, it's yours. If you don't want it, I'll take it. Alright, let me read up on it. Yep. The chariot is also new. I'm also going to cast uh, Hero's Feast again when we rest. Nice. Uh, hey, honey. My dice, though. Honey. Yeah? Um, I don't know how much you used in that fight. Do you have, I don't know, if I had to pick a number between one and nine, I don't know, a fifth, like a, like a, a spell of a power of like five left right now? I do. I am, I have been exhausted for a week straight. Can you help me with that at all? Uh, I think I can. But I need to say what the healing I did on Barry was before oh, I forget. absolutely. Barry is bleeding out on the ground. I am just tired. Take care of Barry. We'll get back around to me. When Barry comes back, somebody help me remember because my memory is not great these days. It's 33 plus 9 temporary. Got it. Write it down. 33 plus 9 temporary? Oh, Barry's back. Hi. Yes. And Appreciate that's Dawn of the Summer Court. And then, um, how much exhaustion do you have? Oh, me? I have none. No, no, no. Um, Cur- currently, I have two, but if we sleep, one will go away. Okay, I have two spell slots left for that, so I'll cast one, and then your other one will go away by morning. Uh-huh. Alright, so I cast Greater Restoration on Champion, removing one level of exhaustion. Thank you. You are, again, one of the best people I know. One of the best bears. The best bear, but one of the best bears. When, once Barry's feeling a little better, he goes over to Champion and he's like, I know it doesn't look like it, but uh, Shield like really helped back there. Do you have another one you could just like pop on that ring? Oh, I can give you whatever you want. How many do you want? I only got one slot left, unless you want me to bust, nope. uh, bust something else. I'll, I'll pop a Shield in there. Alright, and then Heroes Feast. This time we will get... I find all my dice. <coughs> seven. So seven immediate healing, and then we get seven uh, extra max HP for the next 24 hours. So we had one. six, so we go up by one. Yeah. 181 up in this bitch. And then are we good to go ahead and reset our scores for the long rest? Yes, and level to 20. Oh! oh. Hey! Um, okay, so... We all, after Barry and Champion share their info, and uh, Champion stresses how important it is to have children on the astral plane, do we think it's just two ships coming through this opening? So Barry only saw one ship, right? Yeah. I saw one ship and that giant thing, and then the the stuff on the ship was, I don't know, I don't know if, I texted you, Mike, but I don't know if you saw it. If you show me a picture, Barry can try and describe them to people, but... Um, all I got was greenish yellow, and one of them was buff, and I Mike, feel we, like having looked at them, Barry would have gotten a little more than that, so... Mike, are we talking Githyanki here? Yeah. Oh, boy, boy, boy. OP goblins. That's what Frank considers them. I don't know where I put them, but... Go on my Instagram and look for the yellow-skinned creatures. You know what? Fair enough. Level 20. Mike, did I you make... I that four times. Oh, my God. Five with Cracker Jack. Guess what, there is an arch druid now. Yep. 
Uh, what'd you say, Frank? I was going to ask, we were talking about it earlier, um, does the level 20 feature for sorcerers stay the same for us? Uh, it's going to be, so, so for the sorcerers, it's going to be uh, at the start of your turn. So at the start of initiative, not the initiatives, the start of the turn. So not your turn. The round? The, yeah, the round. At the start of the round, if you have no um, sorcery points, you will then have four. But if you have even one sorcery point, you get nothing. So burn them up, fam. Does that change for Barry as well? Because the sorcerer and monk thing is very similar. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the same way. I get four key points. Yeah. I don't have any key points when I start. That's, uh, no, you're changing at the top of the round. I'm just talking things. At the top of the round. So, like, let's say you use a reaction and add a key point to it. After the round has already started, that doesn't mean you get any that round. If I have one left, it doesn't go up to four. Right. It stays one. Right. If I use that one. Then like next could, next round you careful like I couldn't burn careful spell on like eldritch blast because that doesn't take effect so I have to figure it out okay right and Frank I have a feeling you will make much better use of that than I will remember to do so Becca I wasn't gonna say that to you I thought it would have been rude <laughs> so please take it and make good use of it <laughs> you got it uh okay let's up these hit points. Alright, I'm going to roll for my last one because I just feel like I should. I rolled a six. I rolled a two. But everyone else's uh, level 20 stuff will, should be the same, I think. Because now... It's instead of what's listed, Mike? Yeah. Okay. 100 with the Heroes Feast? I almost got 200. Oh, same. I'm at 191. Oh. Wow. I'm uh, at 110. Triple, <laughs> triple digits. With Heroes Feast. Frank, you might also want to look in that bag to see what you got through this whole long rest. Uh, I won't do that. Hold on. You want to tell me now or wait till next week? Yeah, you got uh, three potion vials filled with a silvery liquid, and you have a strange flask that seems magical that is filled with the same liquid. Huh. Uh, guessing I've never seen a potion like this before. Um, actually, you have. You remember the orc girl was here, which means they had to capture the orc girl, which means they were probably in the vicinity of that fountain. Are these the long rest potions? Uh, yep. Holy. And the flask seems to be an enchanted version of the long rest potion that regenerates daily if, on a d6, you roll a 5 or 6 at dawn. Oh, shoot. And it gets one potion worth if you roll a 5 or 6. Yep. Uh, I will give... Them to definitely one goes to honey. Uh, I think one should go to Raksha and one to Barry. It's called. No, uh, Barry, could we give yours to Kira? Barry is still sitting on a potion of superior healing, so yeah, go ahead and give that one to Barry. To Kira. Part of me wants just to give it to the spellcasters for more spells. Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Alright, so me, Kira, and Honey will take them. Yeah, so essentially it functions just like everything for a long rest. Yeah. Okay. It's long. It's it's twenty four hour energy. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely should have one champion because if you use your barrel and you get exhausted, that'll clear that up too. Barrel is completely contingent upon dawn, I think. No, I mean if you get exhausted from using the barrel. Well, yes, yes. No, no, that doesn't. Frank has. So, Mike, Mike, if I was to use the mantle that the hag had, I have to have to hunt. 
I'm too into the robe of stars, right? Because I can't wear two robes. Right. Uh, I love the robe of stars. What does the robe of stars do again? Um, plus one bonus to all saving throws. Uh, that gets me cast magic missiles at fifth level spells six times a day, and I can jump. That's how I jump to the astral plane for free. Here, mm. you sure you don't want it? And I can just remind you. Uh, we can think on it until next week and see how we can best use it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look into this delayed spell option. I think I might be able to f- get up with this. Yeah, I could. I was looking at that and thought you would definitely be able to. And my flying lets me move around fairly well to like maneuver for things, but I can see you making use of like the changing the area of effect size too. Delayed spell with delayed blast fireball could be or delayed scatter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike, are you planning on putting this um, meta mantle into D&D Beyond? Uh, yeah, I'll put it in. Okay. I will wait to uh, tune to it until it's in D&D Beyond. But I'm planning on dropping Robo Stars for a little bit. Uh, I am also going to lose a spell and learn Wish. Okay. So I have to figure out which spell I don't cast very often. You're dropping Robo Stars? I'm going to put, uh, I don't know if you read the info that the mantle we took off the hag is only for sorcerers. It's pretty, it's pretty baller. Well, I'm wondering if, if somebody else wants to attune to the robe of stars. I mean, oh yeah, free fifth level magic missiles. Uh, it's got six charges. You can use one charge to cast a fifth level magic missile as an action. Yeah. Kira, if you want that, like that plus Wiccan spell, pretty baller. That's or like a fifth that? level magic. If you want the robe of stars, you could use your action to cast a fifth level magic missile. And quicken spell any spell in your weapon throw action because it doesn't count as two spells at the same time. It counts as an object in action. Right. I mean, that's a possibility, but I know you really used it for the astral plane stuff, too. I'm eventually going to ask for it back. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, let's let's sit on that for next week, and we'll figure out, we'll take each one of each of those, um, and I'll drop the robe I'm wearing. If anyone currently thinks they can use it, I know we've had this discussion before, but I haven't used it in the past few things is the Cloak of the Boundless Spirit. Oh, yeah. That um, you can use reaction to change, uh, to reduce damage with uh, three charges and regain consciousness on a roll of 19 or 20 if they're within 15 feet of you. Okay, I dropped this spell magic and I picked up Wish. I'm getting those damn kids back. Although the spell magic has come in handy for some of these globes of darkness. But... I still have to spell magic. Okay. Yeah, I can't justify. Spell magic's the one I can justify giving them. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason that two of us need to do The critters definitely have a fight on their hands with apparently some overpowered goblins, according to Champion. Barry's not looking too good, and something, something they don't know is coming through that hole pretty soon. The critters help the Feywild save on its roll, but sometimes saves still have consequences. We're nearing the end of this storyline as the critters reach level 20. You may have noticed the Season 1 designation. And that's because we have a second season. The critters are going into epic levels. Although there will be probably a short break between this season and the next. But don't get too excited yet. There's still episodes left. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Check us out at nat20hippo at gmail.com, crithippo.com. You can get all our links for all of our social media there. Reach out to us. Talk to us. We love to hear from you. And we'll see you next week with another episode. Oh.